0: Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of the IntelliQ Podcast. I am, as usual, your humble host, Paul Lado, and today we're talking about Australia's new encryption laws. Yes, as a security consultant, people approach me all the time and they want to know, Paulie, what are all these laws about? What does all this mean? And so I thought, you know what, I'll do a podcast on it. And to be honest, from a music perspective, what says anti-government more than punk rock? So I got some of my punk rock favorites together, and I'm smashing it out as part of this show. Um, I'm not anti-government, right? I think government has its place. What I am anti is corruption and overreaching powers. And whether that's in government, whether that's in uh, you know, business, whether that's in... Anything in this world, I think someone needs to be watching the watchers. And at the moment, some of these encryption wars scare the shit out of me, because not only do they place, I think, our privacy at risk, um, they also place the privacy, the, the, they also place, uh, place the privacy of the press at risk, and potentially they make us less competitive in the markets. Because as we're going to find out, some of these wars require technologists to build backdoors for governments into their products which means that they may not compete in Australia and choose to take their products off the market so it's some scary scary shit but um you know as usual the rules of engagement I don't do research this is opinion based podcasting uh, I swear I would fuck shit us can't so if you don't like swearing time to move right along and uh any advice i give you take with a grain of salt it works for me but it may not work for you so uncle paul does not say do this and this will happen uncle paul says i do this and this is what happened maybe you should try it yourselves so i hope you guys stay with me for the next hour i'm certainly looking forward i'm very passionate about the subject of tonight's podcast so uh hang around we're gonna have a shitload of fun talk soon
1: Sub up your beer and collect your face There's a row going on down this slough Get out your mat. It's a, a crest Hello Ray, what a nice day For well, the E2 Rifles, 2 Rifles Hello Ray, how arranged us baby Hello, The E2 Rifles, E2 Rifles Cause you were clever when you did the the House of Commons in your brand new shoes Composed a revolutionary symphony No one to bed with a in your flea
0: today we're talking about Australia's new encryption laws. So really the Labor Party caved in and um, despite spending hours telling Parliament why the Assistance and Access Bill was dangerous garbage and complaining about the rush process, they dropped all their proposed amendments and voted in the sitting government's version anyway, which was a shit. So now it's law. Anything we talk about right now is not proposed. It's law, kiddies. It is happening today. So the full name of the bill is the Telecommunications and Other Legislation Amendment Assistance and Access Bill of 2018. It is, in fact, an act now. uh, And I'll post up on Facebook the link to it. Um, and what it does is it it, cha- it makes changes to more than a dozen pieces of legislation. And really, we're told it's in an effort to combat what the government refers to um, in its memorandum as the challenges posed by ubiquitous encryption. Now, for those of you that don't know what encryption is, it's basically when we use mathematical algorithms to encode and decode information that we want to exchange so that we maintain confidentiality of that information and people such as governments can't see it unless we want them to. Now for me the most controversial part is the frameworks for voluntary and mandatory industry assistance to law enforcement and intelligence agencies. So what this is it's really there to help governments access the content of encrypted communications. So really Crypto isn't used by just by terrorists or by drug dealers, it's used by you and me. I use cryptography every day to maintain some of my um, information confidential. It's used by, um, you know, freedom fighters and dissidents to get information out, right? And the problem that we have is that with this bill, uh, the government can get assistance in basically breaking that crypto, so our information will no longer be confidential right so to me this is uh, australia's contribution to what's called the five Eyes nation this they've got these tougher attitudes towards the regulation of online communications and the five eyes nations are people like america the uk uh france australia and i can't even fucking remember the other one right but basically um Information and communications technology vendors and service providers, they have a mutual responsibility according to the Act to offer further assistance to law enforcement agencies. Now, let me give you an example of what technology vendors and service providers are. They are Facebook, WhatsApp, they are Microsoft, they are Google, Uh, they are Apple, Samsung, they are pretty much anyone that provides any kind of encryption in their products. The government can say, under this act, you have to provide information for us. Now, the problem is that because we can't break crypto, the only real way to access it is prior to sending. And that's where these backdoors came into it. But we're going to come back into it, right? We're going to come back and that. And talk about that. So under the new laws, right, um, the Australian government agencies, so these are your ASIOs and federal police and so forth, Victoria Police, local uh, local law enforcement and federal law enforcement, have three kinds of notices. One's called a TAN. It's a technical assistance notice, which is a compulsory notice for a designation communication provider to use an interception capability they already have, right? So think... Your internet service provider already has some capabilities there to look at your unencrypted information, and they have to make this available to the government. The technical capabilities notice, which are compulsory notices for a designation communication provider to build a new interception capability so that it can meet subsequent technical assistance notices. So a TCN is to create something new to allow a TAN, right? So think, well, I can't read... The email, the encrypted email of my service, my uh, my clients, but now I have to build that capability. Think also Apple, WhatsApp, right? And you have a TAR, which is a technical assistance request, which are voluntary requests, but have been described by experts as probably the most dangerous of the three, because there was less oversight, at least in the original version of the law. So. In order to make things easier from here on in, we will refer to these as just notices, right? And who can issue these notices? Well, this is very, very interesting, right? The voluntary tar can be issued by the... Directors-General of the Australian Security and Intelligence Organisation, that would be ASIO, the Australian Secret Intelligence Service, which is ASIS, or the ASD, which is the Australian Signals Directorate, which is kind of our Australian equivalent of the NSA, or by the Chief Officer of an Interception Agency. A compulsory TAN can be issued by the Director-General of ASIO or by the Chief Officer of an Interception Agency. And the last category includes AFP, Australian Federal Police, the Australian Crime Commission and the State and Territory Police Forces provided they get the approval of the AFP commissioner. Right. However, the government amendments remove the various anti-corruption bodies from this category and we are not sure why. So really, there's no requirement for independent approval of a notice by a judge issuing a warrant. All right. Okay. However, there has to be an underlying warrant to access the communications under the telecommunications interception and access act or the surveillance devices act. So what that means is, right, that um, whenever a TAR or a TAN is issued, sorry, whenever a, yeah, correct, whenever, actually, all three of those boys, a TAN, a TCN or a TAR is issued, right? there is no requirement for a warrant. ASIO can do it and the local government and the local law enforcement can actually do it through the AFP, right? But there has to be an underlying warrant to access the communications under the Telecommunications Interception and Access Act or the Surveillance Devices Act, right? So a notice has to be in writing. Unless there is an imminent risk of serious harm to a person or substantial damage to property exists, Uh, which is fucking hilarious to me, right? Because you don't have to prove that there is an imminent risk. You can just say there is an imminent risk, and we've seen this in a number of different capabilities, Some uh, in a number of different areas, we can scream potential terrorism and an imminent threat. And then later on, when it doesn't materialize, they can say, well, we had information at the time that, you know, it was going to be a bad thing, right? And so it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Uh, And a notice must also be given, uh, must be orally confirmed within, sorry, a notice given orally must be confirmed in writing within 48 hours. So, you know, this is some pretty scary shit. And I guess the question is, is this about fighting terrorism or is it fighting about child abuse? Well, look, from my perspective, it sort of is, right? Uh, safeguarding national security is definitely language that's in there, right? But so is uh, enforcing the criminal law so far as it relates to serious Australian offences. Um And that's basically defined as a crime punishable by a maximum term of imprisonment of three years or more or for life. Mate, there's a lot of crimes out there that you get three years for that do not require this level of assistance, right? There's also uh, talk about assisting the enforcement of the criminal laws in enforce in a foreign country so far as those laws relate to serious foreign offences. That means that this potentially becomes a a law that can be followed by operatives working in foreign countries, which could open us up to some serious, serious issues. On top of that, the Australian Signals Director can also ask for material advice and other assistance on matters relating to the security and integrity of information that is processed, stored or communicated by electronic or similar means. So really, not only can they look at your information, but they can ask service providers to actually interpret that information on your behalf. What I see here is a basically a very, very overarching act with very, very little oversight, right? For very, very wide ranging, uh, I guess, categories of offenses. And this scares the shit out of me, because when we talk about what Dave termed as a designated communication provider, it's pretty much anyone and everyone who provides any kind of online service or communications equipment to anyone in Australia, and anyone who even installs or maintains all that shit, right? So that includes anyone with a website. If you have a website, and that website um, basically allows comms through it, like a blog site, guess what? They can go in there and they can um, basically issue with one of these TARS or TCNs and you have to, by law, provide assistance. And this is what was used not so long ago, um, (coughs) excuse me, to search the computers at the BBC. (coughs) Because the BBC provide an online service, they use this and they were able to go in there and basically violate freedom of the press by taking away computers and checking out who their confidential sources were it's scary as shit right so it includes telecommunications companies it includes anyone that builds a device or runs a site this is basically everyone right so i'm going to play a couple of songs and we're going to come back and talk about this a little bit more we are back and I guess people are coming through and I think there's a few people messaging me just realizing the the extent of these wars, right and the amount of power that they yield without as I said much oversight and these are listeners that I know that are both to be left-wing and right-wing because this is not as far as I'm concerned a you know leftist or a rightist issue this is a humanist issue We have a right to privacy. It is an inherent right to privacy. And under the guise of fighting terrorism and and fighting crime, we are basically being told that we now have to adhere to these laws. And it's pretty fucking scary stuff, dude. I've got information here on clients, right? And I provide a service. I could basically be issued with a, a tcn or a tar and uh, or a trn and get my and, and have to give up all that information they could basically walk into my house right now and take all this information on on a you know you have information in there that we believe to be of imminent danger to the security of this nation and they don't have to provide any proof for that they don't even need to get a judge to issue a a a warrant for it Right? They get basically a DCN warrant, which is for the underlying infrastructure, and judges are handing them out like they're fucking M&Ms, and they'll just take my shit. So it is pretty scary. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that question that's come up is, is this about forcing companies to put backdoors in their products? And I guess the, the answer to that is, it all dep- depends what you mean by a backdoor, Right. So if you kind of mean having a method in which a third party can access the content of a communication, then the answer is yes. And that's the whole, uh, you know, point of the communications intercept. If you mean uh, a method that allows any communication to be accessed at will, you know, they're kind of trying to tell us that it's uh, a no, right? But let's be honest, that's bullshit, right? So the thing is that a notice must not have the effect of a requesting or requiring a designation communications provider to implement a systemic weakness or a systemic vulnerability into a form of electronic protection so what that means is if a service provider is going to implement something that's going to weaken their systems in order to make this wall work then no by all means you know um, then that that's not something that the law asks for. Having said that, you could technically, from my perspective, create a backdoor that is a secure, as in, in utilizes encryption, has strong passwords and multi-factor authentication, and only the government knows about. And that wouldn't necessarily be a weakness, because it's not a vulnerability that could be easily exploited by anyone except the government and b preventing a designated communications provider provider from rectifying a system weakness or systemic vulnerability in in a form of electronic protection <clears throat> so again if there's a weakness or a vulnerability in there right then that certainly it can be closed by the by the service provider so the government can't ask a provider to kind of build in a new decryption capability or or to make like authentication mechanisms like multi-factor authentication weaker or put in a selective vulnerability or weakness that would jeopardize the, the security of any information, right? So there were two definitions added to the legislation was... A systemic vulnerability is a vulnerability that affects a whole class of technology, but does not include a vulnerability that is selectively introduced to one or more target technologies that are connected with a particular person. For this person for this purpose it is immaterial whether the person can be identified. A systemic weakness means a weakness that affects a whole class of technology but does not include a weakness that is selectively introduced to one or more target technologies that are connected with a particular person for this purpose. It is immaterial whether the person can be identified. So, basically, when we talk about backdoors in this industry, we talk about opening up weaknesses in the system right? Now, they're not asking for us to open up weaknesses in the system. They're asking us to open up capabilities within the system to access that information. So we're not making things weaker. Don't make your encryption weaker. Don't make your authentication weaker. But instead, allow us access to that information, right, without having to weaken things. Now, that service provider, has the capability to access your information. I think we've ascertained this in previous podcasts. If your information is given to someone else, it is no longer your information, right? It's no longer in your control. So they're not asking these service providers, Apple, Telstra, whatever, to create specific backdoors or weaknesses for them to access. They're just asking them to have the exact same access of information that they do with, again, very little oversight. Scary shit indeed. I'm going to play a couple of songs and uh, we'll be back soon.
1: Is she really going out with him?
2: Like a stormy sea I don't know why, I don't know why I guess these things have gotta be I've got a new rose, I've got it good Yes, I knew that I always would I can't stop to mess around i got a brand new rose in town See the sun, see the sun it shines Don't get too close or it'll burn your eyes Don't you run away that way You can come back another day i got a new rose, i got it good Guess I knew that I always would I can't stop to mess around i got a brand new rose in town I never thought This could happen to me I oh, think strange Oh, I should it be? I don't deserve Somebody is great. I don't know why, I don't know why I guess these things have gotta be I got a new rose, I got a good There's a new land I always would I can't stop to mess around Like a brand new rose in town
1: Tunch of The ice is coming The sun's zooming in Meltdown expected The wheat is going to be stuck on him But I have no fear Cause London is drowning I live by the river calling To the imitation zone Forget it, brother You can go in alone London calling To the zombies of death Holding out and draw another breath. London calling, and I don't wanna shout. But while we were talking, I saw you nodding out. London calling, see, we ain't got no hide. Except for that one with the yellowy eyes. The ice is just coming, the sun's zooming in. Engines stuck on it. The wheat tastes going a nuclear error. But I have no fear. I'm is at i yeah. It was true I'm calling at the top of the dial and after all this won't you give me a smile I'm calling. I'm
0: calling. I never felt so much alike are back, and as usual, I'd like to do a shout out to our show sponsors, Tracks Restaurants at 5.33 in the PN Highway, Bomb Beach, and Zanko at 6.27 in the PN Highway, Karim. Uh, Monday nights and Wednesday nights is Palmer Night at Tracks. Thursday nights is Steak Night, at Zanko it's, um, I think it's Tuesday nights and Thursday nights Uh Parma, and Monday nights is steak. If I believe correctly, somewhere between twenty to twenty-five dollars for a drink and a massive meal. Go down there, say hi to Jeff, Casey, and little Xander, and get yourself some awesome, awesome food. Ozpet Minders, your trusted pet care alternative at ozpetminders.com.au. Call today on 04869738. Mister Kevin Spencer does dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering, medications administration. excuse me, God, these Melbourne colds are killing us. Um, If you go away, they do bins in and out, security checks, pretty much everything you need for your pet care. Reach out on 048869738 or call ospetminers.com.au. Uh, Dubsis.com, D O O B S I S S dot com, web and application development. My homeboy Ivan, everything you need for your web and application development. He'll create new websites, change existing websites, do uh, PHP and Java application development on page and off page search engine optimization development roadmaps this guy does it all so reach out to him at dubsis.com. that's d-o-o-b-s-i-s-s.com for all your web and application needs and finally cruise pt my little brother phil the cruise won his last fight convincingly and uh, is fighting again this Sunday in Chelsea Heights at Beast Gym, if you want to go and check him out. Uh, Cruise PT, C-R-U-Z space PT, as in personal training on Facebook and Instagram. If you've ever wanted to learn how to fight without getting punched in the face and get super fit, he is your man. Reach out to him via Facebook. Tell him his big brother sent you, and he will look after you. So tonight we've been talking about the new encryption laws from Australia. And... um, What can these agencies ask for? Well, to be honest, reading the act, the list of uh, acts or things that can be requested runs for two pages. The first is uh, removing one or more forms of electronic protection that are or were applied by or on behalf of the provider. Electronic protection is defined as any authentication system or encryption. So in the last segment, I told you that they don't want you to weaken encryption. They don't want you to introduce vulnerabilities. They just want you to remove them altogether. It also includes providing technical information, including installing, maintaining, testing, or using software or equipment, assisting with the testing, modification, development, or maintenance of a technology or capability, modifying or facilitating the modification of any of the characteristics of a service, and substituting or facilitating the substitution of a service provider by the designated communications provider with another service. And there's quite a lot more. Guys, let's just take a deep breath. We now have a law in place that allows, without a court order, government agencies to walk up to anyone that runs a service right? And that could be mum and dad running a blog, that could be Telstra, the largest telcom in this country, and ask them to remove encryption, authentication, and any other, I guess, security control in place, so that they can then spy, because there's no other word on it, or gather evidence in their terms, on Potential, doesn't even have to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, it hasn't have to be um, convicted, but potential, um, uh, you know, suspects. For me, I say, holy fucking shit, Right? I've got nothing to hide, I'm not a drug dealer and I'm not a terrorist. And a lot of, a lot of you are saying to me, hey, I've got nothing to hide, they can go for it. But there is personal information, information that is mine, right? Information that I hold dear to me, okay, that could potentially fall into the hands of a government that I don't want them to know not because it's illegal, but because it's personal, it's mine. On top of that, the questions that I ask is, how are you going to then protect that information that you take about from me? Because the last thing I want is that shit being blurted out all over the fucking internet for every Tom, Dick and Harry to see. I'm a security consultant. I've got a lot of information that I don't want out there from my clients. And I'm sure you don't either, right? So One of the things that they haven't provided us is how they intend to protect the information that they collect. And having worked for Fed and state government, not all departments do that very, very well. I'd like to see more about how they're going to protect this information, and I'd like to see a lot more oversight about this, right? So what are the limits, right? Well, I guess notices can't be given unless they're reasonable and proportionate, right? And uh, compliance with the request is practical and technically feasible. Okay. The problem is the person issuing the notice, they decide what's reasonable. Yeah. And that's subjective because what I think is reasonable, what someone else thinks is reasonable may not be the same. How much of it's going to be Public right, through Freedom of Information Act and so forth. Almost none of it. There are some very hefty penalties for reviewing any aspect of a notice, right, Uh, except in situations such as as a, a referring complaint from the IGIS or the Commonwealth Ombudsman or other legal proceedings. That means that when service providers are issued with this, they can't talk about it. There's a gag order around that, Right. Now, the agencies will report the number of notices issued annually. And, you know, service providers can also report the number of notices, right? But they can't actually report what it was about. No other details. Just numbers, people. Figures, right? It's some very scary stuff, right? There's something else in this new law that really scares me, right? And that is this. There are some changes in there to the computer access warrant system, right? And some of these include uh, giving COVID computer access powers to law enforcement agencies investigating certain federal offences. So an electronic device that is found while executing a warrant can now be moved to another place for analysis for 30 days. And that was used to be 14 days. So this is where... Um what happened with the with the ABC. Right? Used to be 14 days. Now they just took it under these wars for 30. The Australian Border Force can now season examine an electronic device for 30 days, and that was up from 72 hours. Okay. These are these are pretty large. And This is the one that really scares the shit out of me. ASIO can now require a person with knowledge of a computer or computer system to provide assistance that is reasonable and necessary to gain access to data on a device that is subject to an ASIO warrant. warrant. So what that means is if there's an ASIO warrant, right, I am obliged, obligated to provide assistance if I'm asked. This also begins to skirt the fact that I can walk into a you know into an airport and potentially have my shit seized and if my stuff is encrypt- encrypted encrypted I got to hand over my encryption keys really petrifying stuff real big brother stuff and you know man from my perspective we need to fight this war all right um i'm i'm going to play a couple more songs and then we'll come back and finish off the show So there we have it folks, we've reached the end of another show, you know, Um, so it's a war and it's a pretty far reaching war, in summary with very little oversight that can be issued on anyone, um, for a number of different potential, uh, I guess, you know, not even validated crimes but potential crimes. So, man, part of it kind of leaves me speechless, right? Um, So, (laughs) Labor reckons that uh, amendments to the legislation will be considered when Parliament resumes in Feb 2019, right? Er, You know, that's uh, well and truly fucking passed, right? And what we've seen from the Liberal government is that they love this law and they're actually going to use it more and more and more. Look, let's be very honest here. I have kids. I'm concerned about crime. I'm concerned about terrorism, right? I'm also concerned that my children are going to grow up in an era where Big Brother is watching all the time, where governments have unchecked, unfettered lack of oversight powers where they can walk into anyone's home, do whatever the fuck they want. I'm not a hippie. As I've said to you guys, I'm not leftist, I'm not rightist, I'm humanist. I'm about what is fair, right? And I don't think that this war is fair. I think that this war is extremely scary. And I think this war places our liberties at risk. Places our privacies at risk. And we need to combat it, because if we don't combat it, this is this is a slippery slope. So how do we combat it? Dude, every step of the way, we, we fight them on the legal fronts. We fight them on the technical fronts. My other fear, as I said at the start, is that a lot of service providers just won't operate within Australia. Right? They just won't make their services available here, because... You know, customers aren't going to buy their products because they could potentially be intercepted. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be profitable for them. We end up becoming a a, a technological backwater. So I guess my takeaway today is be aware that you are not safe right now from this war. You are not safe from the government power to walk in and take your shit. I don't like it. We're stuck with it, but I guarantee you, dear listeners, that I'll be fighting it every step of the way. We've reached the end of the show. I hope this has been, there's some takeaways in there for you guys. Um, be good to yourselves this week. Be good to each other. And uh, remember who loves you, Uncle Paul, he loves you. And we will be back next week. Deuces. <laughs>
3: Sure. <laughs> over the skin of silk or scars from the splinters of stations and walls I've caressed, uh, stages like each bolt of wood, like a lag like of Helen. it's my pleasure I would measure the success of a night by the way, by the way I, by, by the amount of piss and seed I could exude all over the columns that nestled the PA. Some nights I'd surprise everybody by skipping off with a skirt of green. Not sewed over with flat metallic circles which dashed and flash The nights were violet and bubbled away. I had no more of veil, I couldn't bear to use it. When my the was cropped I'd crave made covering. But now that my hair itself is a veil and a scalp, inside is a scalp of red i sleepy, Comanche, rise beneath this metting of skin. I wake up, I am lying peacefully, I'm lying peaceful and my knees are open to the sun. I desire him, he's absolutely ready to seize me. And in, 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 in heart, I am Muslim, in heart, I am, I am an American, I'm heart, I'm a Muslim, in heart, I'm am an American artist. And I have no guilt, I seek pleasure, I seek nerves under your skin, the narrow archway, the layers... Of ancient letters, who worship the floor, the belly, the belly, of, the, the mole, on the belly with exquisite lore. You who spare the child and spoil the rod. I have not sold myself to God. Baby was a black sheep. Maybe